Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. And since it's Friday, we bring in Matthew Rooney to help close out the weekend. Just to start at the top, we got some great news this morning. Mr. Hamlin's breathing tube is out. It seems like he's doing pretty well, you know, an amazing recovery. So kudos to him. Kudos to all the medical staff. That's lovely. I love that he just asked if they won right away. Like it's a it's a typical football player pro athlete. Yeah, this is great. I'm glad to be alive. Did we win? Yeah, it, it would be. Can I, you know, obviously I've never woken up from being out for several days like that. It'd be very confusing like when they explained, "No, they didn't even play the rest of the game, nope. man." And had to be a, a lot of a lot of catch up for them, but yeah, I'm I don't consider myself a pessimist. I'm very optimistic about everything, but I don't know for just for some reason like even I was like surprised at how good the news has been all week. Like it just slowly scaled up today where it's like breathing tubes out. Neurological stuff's fine. It just seems like in life we don't get, uh, we don't get happy endings like this all that often. So just great. Like everything's been great news surrounding this. And uh, I, I guess from, from a football standpoint, my goodness, like Drew and I talked about this Wednesday, like we we're concerned, you know, will the bills, will it be a distraction? Will it be a, a motivating factor at this point it is for sure the biggest motivating factor now yeah. they, you know, their guys feels doing well nice. they it feels like they can hey he's fine we can focus on our jobs a little more here so hopefully the uh hopefully the bills can use this as a we, we use the word galvanizing like a hundred times but hopefully this is uh something that isn't too much of a distraction for yeah because in the long run i don't want to see the patriots in the playoffs guys so I'm kind of with you. Uh, they like ha they have to win to get in, right? I would like to. Uh, no, there there is a way they can lose and still get in. Uh, some other things happen, but I would like the uh, yeah, I'd like the first step would be the Bills kicking the shit out of them. And uh, yeah, it, it sounds like the the NFL schedule is set. We're doing. I'm not even going to get into the coin tosses and the neutral site shit. Uh, they're voting on that. <laughs> like the owners are voting this afternoon with less than what less than 24 hours before week 18 games start so a lot of pressure on those guys to do things but we'll uh we'll see how that all goes it sounds like we're going to be doing coin flips for uh love home, a coin home field on some of these and possibly neutral site which means changing rules that are in place so you have to have owner it's not even a majority i think it's like a plurality or uh, i think they need like a two-thirds or a like three-quarters three, yeah. vote something along those lines so they, it should be, we should have some interesting NFL news as we go. But yeah, like I said, there is football tomorrow. And if you did listen to the deep dive, you know, I even have some action tomorrow. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't truly a middle middle, but I have some Jags division, Jags AFC, Jags Super Bowl, Jags to meet the Lions in the Super Bowl, which would be just hilarious bet to get home again. Hot air balloon coming my way if I do win that one. But uh, I bet the Titans at seven. I just and I still think it's still good down to six. Hasn't moved much, but just the fact that they're playing this on a Saturday after the Jaguars played without resting really any of their players until the second half. The Titans rested everyone almost. The Titans are going to go with Dobbs instead of Willis, and the Titans have extra rest coming off the Thursday game. Like just everything's lining up for this to be a close divisional matchup, and a, I mean it's still it's still the only game really that has 
guaranteed massive outcome for both sides. Like with the, with the Lions game possibly meaning nothing for the Lions. A couple of the other ones are important for wild card stuff. But this is winner gets the damn division. Winner gets the and for the Titans they cannot get in on a wild card. The Jags still could through some help, but uh, Titans have all the motivation in the world, and this number is high by about two points in my humblest of opinions. And for me, Christ Almighty, I would love to see again for my Jaguars bets. Jags win by a field goal or smooth sailing. And I was almost going to do that too. And I know some of you who follow me and other stuff know I have a decent chunk on the. Bengals to win their division as well from early in the season. Drew and I hopped on at about three to one, uh, which is graded now, apparently. Like they just have been given the division thanks to the canceled games. I was going to do something similar with that and take the uh, take the Baltimore Ravens, but even before we knew that uh, the Bengals had been given the division, I just said, man, I'm not sure I can do that with uh, a bad one. Like it's, it's still a middle, but I just don't think the Ravens hang with that squad, especially how sharp the Bengals looked in the you know, the limited action we got to see them on Monday. So not doing anything with that, especially now. I've just, I've won. I win. I've never Don't had to hedge if you've already won. I've never had a, uh, a weirdness happen like this where a game is taken off the schedule and it's helped me. Again, sorry if you had, you know, Bill's team to win total overs. If you had Cincinnati win total overs, some of that stuff is going to get canceled. Um, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, we'll see. I have it in an offshore. They haven't graded anything yet, but I couldn't find anything in their bylaws that said all 17 games need to be played for anything like that. Most of that is going to be surrounding win totals. win totals. Yeah, there may be something about that. Like if you do have maybe a Josh Allen yardage total for the season or, you know, I almost said Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. I'm, I'm thinking some of those uh, may cancel one way or the other. So hopefully you're on the right side, as in you have a losing bet in your queue that's going to push for you. And uh, yeah, hopefully it's a fun NFL weekend. <clears throat> and let's go Rams because I want Sunday night football to be relevant. Matter. Yeah. And also I have a Rams, uh, Rams Lions parlay straight up. Because well, we talked about it, noobs. It's 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 the correlated one where if the Rams win, the Lions get bet, so you no longer can get that money line price that you're betting right now. Right. It's it's automatically semi plus EV because if the first leg of the parlay comes through, the second leg of the parlay moves 10-15% just off the, the betting market. So let's go, That's Baker Mayfield. I need you for a nine to one parlay, buddy. How many, points, say, the, how many points the Rams getting? What's their what was the, what was their money lines? Six, six and a half. So okay. six money lines, two twenty five. Yeah, okay. The, par, the parlay when I placed it paid about nine to one. Okay, I like Just, it. Just uh, it's again if the Rams win, probably looking at like a seven to one parlay when it happens. So happy to have that. Maybe maybe I can even find a spot to live bet some Packers in that game if uh, the Lions were to score first and just sit and chill for the final regular season game of the year. Was there any other spots like that? I haven't had a chance to listen to the deep dive, but I assume a lot of this week is kind of planning out your timing of entry more so than ever. Is there any sort of like if this happens at one, we got to jump quickly at four or something like that? Most of it did surround the Lions game, but there were other ones with some of the, uh, you know, like the Chargers game becoming meaningless uh, based on some earlier stuff. You know, the, the Vikings and 
I think the Vikings and Niners play at the same time, so that's uh that's not going to be uh an issue. That usually they don't give you this sort of stuff. Niners are at or, four. They actually play. Oh, they time. they do Vikings play later. Yeah, one. so they they put them in reverse actions. So they if the Vikings were to somehow lose to Nathan Peterman, uh, I, not gonna I think happen. I think yeah I think it would be less important because at that point, like if the Giants backups beat the Eagles. And the Vikings lose, the, the Niners would have a lot to play for. They could win the one seed. But again, they're also like 14 point favorites already against David Blow. It's not like you're like, oh, I'm going to sneak one in before this gets to 17. I'm not so sure that's like a an angle to be shot. I think I think a lot of the contract bonus stuff, as Lake Show's pointing out, is important. But also, there are some of those where it's like uh, somebody pointed out one on the on the uh, Jaguars, like, Hey, this wide receiver needs this many catches. And Christian Kirk. Yeah. It was decent amount for either. It's like, I really just think that's one of those where they don't give a flying fuck about the, uh, you know, the, whatever the contract bonus stuff. like, yeah, the game is just so much bigger. So look for spots where a a team has nothing else to play for. Perhaps they've done this in the past. We've seen the bucks do this. I've seen Brady do this. Like there are teams that are more, apt to do the sort of things but like if the team actually has everything to play for the contract bonus stuff is kind of secondary so don't get don't get sucked into too much of that stuff maybe start judging them by like this one is more likely to be a a spot where they would actually just feed this tight end a ball the ball to get him like an extra 500k i'll do some i'll probably do some price pick stuff around that because they'll they'll have you know, props for all that. And I'll put a few of those round robin, some of that shit together this weekend. So I'll tweet that if I have anything that I think is uh, actually worth playing. And uh, yeah, let's, what else you want to bet on today, guys? Why are you here, Matt? What are you going to bet on? I got hockey and some college all right, football. All right. All right. You want hockey now? I do want hockey because I watched hockey last night. What'd you so watch? Um, at the rundown. We don't know what to do. Yeah, I know. There's no, there's no rundown on our stream here. And I just get lost, but I watched, uh, a pretty good overtime game again in the World Juniors. Congrats to the Canadians, and congratulations to whoever gets that young man on their future, team. Future Blackhawk Connor Bedard. We're tanking hard for Bedard. Tank hard for Bedard. I like that. That's, but, that's what, what we're what's be Bedard. Uh, I the Blackhawks do play tonight, and we talked about it on Tuesday. My, my fading the Blackhawks just about on site. I, I'm going to avoid that tonight because they are playing the Coyotes, who are not as bad, but also very bad. And there's not a whole lot of value on betting the Coyotes right now. I think the Hawks are technically favored, but the Coyotes like minus 105 still on the money line. So we're avoiding fading the Blackhawks. Uh, I do have two bets. Uh, I'm going to add a plus money uh, puck line just for you, Andy, because I know you love those. Um, I'm going to go over six and a half in Caps Predators. Uh, Nashville played last night, so you're going to have a backup goalie in. And oddly enough, is is defensively sound and oriented. Nashville has been the last few years. They haven't been quite as good in net and defensively this year, especially the last three games. I think their last three games have gone eight goals or over. Uh, Washington scores a ton. I think their last it's their last four have gone eight eight or over. Um, they they score a bunch of goals. Nashville lets in a bunch. The Caps aren't the best team defensively in the world. Not bad, but not not 
like uh, not a top team in the NHL defensively. So we're going to take the over six and a half there. I think get some tired legs with the Predators. The Caps score a lot of goals, and Nashville's starting to let in a lot of goals. We're also going to take the Caps minus one and a half there, plus 144 for you, Andy. Uh, I think the fresher legs at home against a, a traveling spe- uh, second end of a back-to-back for the Predators. Good spot for our Capitals. Um, and the Panthers and Red Wings over six and a half. The Panthers, one of the most disappointing teams in the NHL this year, under 500 after being the one seed in the East last year and really being a cup contender the last couple. Uh, They allow a ton of goals. Both of their goalies have a goals against average of uh, over three. They're allowing as a team, like just under three and a half goals per game. They're still scoring right around 3.3, but they're allowing a ton of goals. They've taken a big, big step back in net and defensively this year. And Detroit is not the most reliable team defensively. Uh, they, they let in their fair share of goals too, but they like to play a fast paced game and they score a decent amount as well. Uh, I think they've gone three of their last four have gone eight or more goals that the uh, Panthers have hit that in like five of their last seven as well. Uh, or they might be seven or more, uh, excuse me. But both teams let in a lot of goals. Both teams can score. So we're going to take a couple over six and a half on a Friday night and then our plus money puck line, which I forgot to type in to the spreadsheet on the Capitals. Capitals overs have been a thing for me. They've been working. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And yeah, it's Coogan here in the chat's pointing out the Titans are a pass funnel team. So those overs might just happen, but I, I don't know if I'd count on both of them. Uh, Certainly, if you are making a parlay of things and you start parlaying some of those props, I'm not sure I'd put both of the receivers on the same team in that parlay as they're a little uh, anti, anti-correlated. That's not a word. Negatively sure. correlated. For sure. Uncorrelated. Uncorrelated actually cracks me up. So, uh, Golf. Golf, golf, golf. Um, not the best. How did we do yesterday? For- Daily daily plays weren't great. Uh, I had a push on the uh, one that couldn't get a push, so I lost that. But uh, Colin Morikawa, one of my outrights, as I mentioned earlier in the week, is one of your co-leaders, and he's looking uh, electric. He had six birdies in a row uh, through, like, the, I think, 10th or 16th holes. He uh, ended up shooting a 64 to be atop the leaderboard with John Rahm and uh, J.J. Spawn. J.J. spawned a little bit of a surprise to see him up that high, but Tom Kim, Scotty Scheffler, some of the other bigger names are up there as well. And another guy that I mentioned when I talked to Noonan earlier in the week on Tuesday, somebody I'd looked at for some props, didn't end up pulling the trigger. I didn't like some of the numbers, but I'm going to be using him in matchups quite a bit. Tom, Tommy Tables, they call him, because he has a crippling gambling addiction, apparently. <laughs> We're not gonna really uh, allegedly. No, he does. He does like to go to uh, casinos as he goes out. And well, there's you go get golfing. There's always gonna be a casino nearby. I tried to find him when I was up at the three M. I went to the local casino. <laughs> I actually I did a lap around the whole place to try to see him, and he was not there. He might have gone to Mystic Lake instead. But Tommy Tables against Mackenzie Hughes. Mackenzie Hughes. I should go check back and see if I actually lost money against this guy. Feels like I bet against him a lot. Uh, he had a 66 yesterday. I just don't. I don't have sustain, that being sustainable for him. I know it's an easy course to score on, but uh, he scored. He ended up scoring the same as Tom Hoagie yesterday. I don't have these guys close. I make this a sizable favorite, like minus 130, minus 135 here. So Tom Hoagie matches up pretty well with this course. He can run like the sun. He is a winner from last year. Everybody is, isn't it? It's a tournament champion. So small bet on that. I should put that in the Discord. I'm out of practice. 
I'm slow on the on the old uh, everything I do all the time with golf. You'll get and not only that, it. but but having it in Hawaiian time isn't helping either. Because it's like, all right, it's seven p.m. I should Shaking sit down and look at my golf first. Oh, they're still golfing, like you know, because this golf doesn't start until two in the afternoon. So again, I think the first tee times are in about three hours because it is still breakfast time in Hawaii. And specifically on the island of Maui. Uh, further west, if you keep going, I think you'd probably stop over and I'm not sure if there's a direct flight from Honolulu to Australia. Probably. Another I think so. I'm just picturing the plane on the on the traveling montage scenes from Indiana Jones. They stop a lot, though, because I don't think those planes held as much gas, nor did they go as fast. Probably not. But I, I think today's technology, you could probably get from LA to Australia with like one stop, maybe not even one. So, so further where would west, you stop. You see, fly to Japan, maybe. I could. The, there's some islands out there, I'm sure. Well, we don't know anything about airplane travel. That's if yeah, we, thing we, we, we do not. Point. Yeah, we've 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 gone off the rails. Anyway, Adelaide is in Australia. You gotta. I'm guessing we're laying a big favorite price today, or what? That's usually where we go. You know how I roll. Just one bet on a Friday. I did see abnormally distributed's question earlier. Linda Nazkova, one of our bigger outrights, has made it into the semifinals. I'm definitely going to be betting her to win the Australian Open. I will be lining up to back her in just about every tournament. I don't know if we'll see how she does by the U.S. Open, but definitely AD. Let's get some Nazkova Australian Open outrights. I'll be doing that this afternoon probably. Um, and in the other tournament, Bonaventure, our other outright, made it to the semifinals. So fingers crossed, two big numbers. Let's hope we get one of them into the finals. In the meantime, we bet on Sabalenka yesterday. We're going to go against her tonight. Um, Arena Camellia Begu, plus 210 here against Sabalenka. Uh, Sabalenka's playing great tennis. Um, it was a pretty good match for her. Kind of lost the plot a little bit there in the second set, but was able to get it together and close things out 7-5. That's generally a good side, but uh, Begu is someone who is going to take the time and let Sabalenka lose the match. She's not going to make a lot of mistakes. Uh, she's not going to give Arena anything. She's not going to be bothered by the power at all. Um, I really like her game here on some of these indoor hard courts and had this closer to plus 170 myself. So anything plus 200 or better looks pretty good. Again, Sabalenka is a fantastic player, one of the more talented on tour, but at a moment's notice can lose a match on her own let alone, you know, make just enough errors that Bega can come in and win. And, and Bega's solid enough. I mean, she could serve her way through this match, win a couple tiebreakers, and we'll be in good shape. So, plus 200 or better, give me Begu tomorrow. And fingers crossed, we're going to let the outrights roll. Again, they're all playing big favorites. Maybe you could take some Holmes Jabor to win Adelaide if you want, but that seems like a silly idea. So, fingers crossed and see if we can get one of Nas Cover or Bonaventure in the final. Are you, is this one of those where you're not, too afraid to take some spread as well? It's, no. It doesn't, feel, it doesn't feel like she just gets the shit kicked out of her. Maybe. Sebel Lincoln doesn't like redline until she's behind. She's, it does, well, she doesn't seem like the one that's just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redline on your ass from start to finish. But I mean, the problem is Bega wins the first set 7-6, and then Sabs goes 6-3, six, 6-2. Six, yeah, there you go. Okay. All like, right. Just the, mo it, just the yeah. money line. It's good to talk through the process. Yeah, just the money line. Again, the spread's here at plus four. I'm happy to put that aside. Like, There's just too much nonsense there. If this match is close, Begu probably wins it. We'll get a lot more equity that way. I like it. I don't have any college basketball today. I'm sorry. That's um, weird. I know. That it's, not a it's not a big slate. So we are back. It is heartwarming to see some normalcy, though, because 
the COVID year and even the year after that, we had a little bit of goofiness with some of the scheduling. Like Fridays are for nothing, but as Dan pointed out when we were chatting earlier, nothing but the the Eastern Seaboard. Like the Ivy League teams play on Friday and Saturdays, so they don't have to miss class because what's more important playing for brown basketball or getting yeah getting your degree like uh those even if they're under scholarship like still want to take care of that homework so i love seeing the the ivy leagues on on friday and saturday like i'm used to i know they canceled one whole season which was horrible but a lot of uh maac a little bit of horizon league which is uh, detroit's playing detroit mercy I, I couldn't find much value i thought about fading yale as a big favorite but dartmouth is just so 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 bad same Harvard thing with, pick them. yeah same thing with uh, uh columbia at home with princeton like that's another one I, I almost played columbia if you really need something if you're hard up if you're scratching like like the you know the the meme from from Chappelle's show yeah basketball picks uh, maybe you can go with a little of that and take some Columbia if you're real D-Gen. but it was uh I'm I'm still trying to catch my breath from last night I had a two and a half point underdog that went to fucking overtime God damn it. like there's nothing worse than that uh, down by two late puts up the three pointer if it goes in we're Gucci if it doesn't. There's 20 Bukuchi. seconds and they're and they're fouling, right? Uh, they're for sure fouling and they lose by probably four. Um, or you have to sweat it. The next possession, they made the three-pointer. Montana was not able to reciprocate, and underdog was a one-point winner in overtime. Congratulations, Lumberjacks. We did do the research. There is a national yeah, there is a national forest in uh in Arizona. So <sighs> Thank God for that. I'll have some bets tomorrow. I'll put them up on Twitter. I'll put them up on Betspurts and close the show with more football. We started with football, we're ending with football. Well, I'd like to get Dan, Dan, maybe Dan can put his opinion in the chat of why the Jackrabbits are catching this much steam. Uh, I feel like that was four. And now the, uh, the other college football championship is up to South Dakota State as a six-point favorite in Frisco, Texas on the 8th. Um, curious to see how that went, but I don't think that's the game you're going to focus in on, Matt? Uh, not the game I'm focusing in on. I'm focusing in on the – uh, we know. We know. It's okay. Uh, we forgot about the – the. Uh, we're focusing in on the college football national championship uh, – college football playoff national championship, excuse me. Uh, a pair of bets I'm going with uh, – first, I'll start with the bottom one there, the over 62-and-a-half. Uh, if you watched the college football show yesterday, that was a pretty pretty consensus pick for me and Dan. That's one Dan gave out also on Tuesday. Um, we're, we're both very high on this one. Georgia's going to score some points. TCU's defense, well, they're pretty good at creating some havoc against Michigan. They still let up 45 points. They were very susceptible to big play, and most of the shots Michigan took, uh, they had some pretty good success with it. On the other hand, TCU's offense is going to be able to take some shots, and they're, they're, they're not going to be able to run the ball a ton because Georgia's run defense is very good. But like we saw against Ohio State, uh, Georgia's pass defense is gettable. Keely Ringo kind of got you know, his lunch uh, handed to him by Marvin Harrison Jr. While Quentin Johnson is not Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr., Quentin Johnson is – probably the second best receiver in college football behind him. So I expect that feeds into my 90 plus receiving yards for him at plus 122. That's an alt line, by the way. Um, that, that's why I like him also to catch 90 plus, receive 90 plus receiving yards. Went over 100 in each of the last two. And he's kind of Max, I mean, he's Max Duggan's big play guy. He's Max Duggan's 
you know, fail safe bailout guy. He's Mr. Everything. He's done everything for TCU this year. I think we're going to see a lot of points. Like I said, Georgia's defense is not as good as it was last year. They're still good, but like they're much more gettable in the past game than they were last. And I, I have a take on this. I did bet this over as well. It's, yeah. You have the over in the game. Yes. I, I, not, I noticed that as I've started to take in TCU games late in the season, because I was really rooting for them to get into the playoff. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, you know, they have Johnston, and then I can't think of the name of their top running back, but. Like Kend- those are, uh, Kendra Miller. We're not sure if he's playing. Yeah, Kendra, he's we're not sure if he's played, but let's like. I think he'll play. They aren't. They don't seem to be guys that you can just take away. Like we're gonna focus in on Johnston, and then nobody else can beat us. Like they're deep teams. Yes. So and that that's uh, kind of hurts your bet because it's. Not, I don't think the the defensive strategies take away their best receiver and they can't beat us. No, and I don't like think I don't think a team like Georgia, like I don't think a team that's that talented across the board is going to. I don't want to say. I don't want to say I have too big of an ego, but they might have to the point where we're going to do what we do and we're going to focus on our defense and not necessarily yeah. worry about, at least from the start, you know, saying we have to stop this guy. We're going to play our defense. We're going to play our game. So I think Quentin Johnson will have his chances to make big plays. Um, and like TCU's offense so against Michigan was they were able to run the football, but like they take shots. They, they take a whole bunch of shots. They're going to throw the ball deep and they're going to, uh, you know, do what you know, got them there and they're, they're going to keep taking shots against Georgia because that's how they're going to beat Georgia. If they, I mean, not saying they're going to, if they can beat Georgia, that's how it's going to happen. They, they're going to connect on shots like they did against Michigan. And I think Quentin Johnson would be a, a very big part of that. So I'm staying away from the 12 and a half because I just, that's a weird number for me. I could see TCU keeping it close, but still losing by 14. I don't really know what's going to happen there, but I, I like the over and then the, the Johnson props. Does it feel like TCU early, Georgia late, like we kind of saw in the last game? I mean, if TCU is down, say, two touchdowns at half, do they have a chance of kind of re- regaining the plot? It's weird that that like that team you never really count out because like they've been in like they've been behind the eight ball so many times this year and bounce back, and they're such a big play offense that they really are always one or two plays away from bringing them in. I bring them back into it. I, I don't, I don't know what to expect early on. Honestly, I, I think I'm gonna. I, if I had to lean towards a way, I probably would do that TCU first half Georgia game again. But like, I don't know, like Michigan started off fast and they probably should have been up bigger, but then they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. And I'm not sure Georgia is going to shoot themselves in the foot like Michigan did because George has been to this spot now, you know, back to back years. Stetson Bennett's been doing this for 10 years now. Um, I, I, I trust them to be a little bit more composed than Michigan. I think TCU had that first half lead because of a lot of things Michigan did. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm with it. I'm excited about that one. Uh, I might even play more prop. I, I like that you started on prop. I want to play a bunch of props. That's my favorite thing about Same. Super Bowls and big games. Fan, I was on FanDuel look, and they have everybody's yeah, receiving so yards, all receiving yards, all rushing yeah. yards. Yeah, it's it's great. So, all right, and then yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, I forgot the NBA. We will have NBA. Noops did bet the NBA today. We're we're gonna close the show with that instead. So, Noops, apologies. Well, um, Andy, didn't you I, also forget today was Friday? I did forget today was Friday. I'm still in like holiday mode. The kids it's didn't have start school Monday, year. Tuesday. Was it, was it a nice like bonus nice when you found out it was Friday? I mean, all the days are the same to me, man. Just I wake up so. and do the same thing every day, man. For adults at this point, like you just, it's the slow there march. Towards, off days. Yeah, the slow march towards death, Matt. It's just wake up and do the same thing you did yesterday. Oh, so. that's a march. Yeah, well, one, of those, one of those days, you got to, you still owe me a hockey game. You got to come down. It's here. casual Friday. I'm, I'm planning my Chicago trip as we speak. Oh, but uh, this is sure not hockey. Done. This is the NBA. 
And uh, yeah, let's close with two more bets for the week. Two picks. Again, nothing yesterday. And thank God we were talking before the show. Everything I thought about doing yesterday went wrong. Discretion is the better part of valor sometimes, peoples. But big slate tonight in the NBA. Just two picks for me so far. Again, just some really strange spots. A lot of odd sort of injury nonsense. You know, might like the Cavaliers, but need to see if Darius Garland is playing or Donovan Mitchell is going to play. Again, the Clippers look like a good spot and they're taking money. I, Somebody just went in. The Clippers were four and a half when we started the show. It's down to two and a half. So maybe missed the boat on that. You know, maybe it means everybody is going to be playing tonight. Um, my Philadelphia 76ers hosting your Chicago Bulls, Matt. That should actually be a pretty fun game. I'm, no Joel not playing, Embiid. right? Yeah, no Embiid. So, so we actually have a chance to win. Tyrus Maxey. We actually have well, a chance we'll to win. Have a chance to win. have a chance to win the first half. We'll see. But two bets I did actually make and like quite a bit here. The New York Knickerbockers visit the Toronto Raptors, a Raptors team that just found out yesterday everyone is on the trading block. Now, not that that's the main reason I'm betting this game, but there's a lot of different ways that can affect teams. And as soon as the locker room turns, things start to go bad. The Raptors have had a really rough start to the season as it is. And the Knicks just kind of keep chugging along. You know, a lot of the times Toronto gets sort of the, the value of being at home, not only because it's a pretty good home arena and, frankly, players seem to have a lot of fun doing stuff the night before games in Toronto. Um, it's generally a bad travel spot for whatever reason. The Knicks are coming in with plenty of rest here, fully loaded roster. I had this game basically a pick em, so happy to take plus three and a half. Might go back and sprinkle some money line, seeing plus 145. I'm hoping maybe to get a plus 150, maybe even a plus 155. So I'll hold out on that. But give me the Knicks plus three and a half. And then Wizards, Thunder, Under. It's – um. Not quite as simple as bet Wizards under when Bradley Beal is out, but it's pretty close. Um, the Beal this year doesn't seem to have too much of an impact on you know the spread necessarily this year for whatever reason. Probably his value is down to a point or less at, at this time, but the total is huge. I mean, he really drives a lot of offense for both teams and his ability to score and his ability to keep people um, well, his lack of ability necessarily to keep people from scoring. The Thunder here, you know, they've been great at home. We know they just put up 150 points the other night without Shea Gilders Alexander, but I'm not quite expecting that again. Let's just say that's that was a little bit of an aberrant performance. Uh, either way, my numbers came out with this total, honestly, closer to 226, 227. Um, made, made a few tweaks. I could see how the market maybe could get to 229. Maybe 230 is a little bit of a stretch, but again, anything 232 or higher is too big of a number for me. So an underdog and an under in the association. And I think that's it. I think that's all we have. Somebody asked about Coupe de France. Is that soccer? It's the, it's the Probably. soccer version Bike, of like the FA racing? Cup or the Copa, mm. Copa del Rey. It's, it's their club tournament um, between all the levels. And they're starting to get to the spot where it's the, the more top end. Turkey Super League? Yeah, the top end clubs they have. There's the Turkish Cup. Every every uh, domestic league does have their cup that they play in. Uh, I mean, there's a spot where like PSG is on the road if you want to try to fade them a little. On, uh, but I mean, good luck with that. I don't know enough about these lower level French teams to get involved. I know I gave out a no sweat easy banger ten unit whale play soccer winner yesterday. Only ten. Um, but I, I've been just responsible gambling guys. Try to keep the try to keep the whale bets to Dolphin. ten units, but uh, Trebzonspor and Dan was on the right track. He just said, uh, "What was it? Trebzonspor's team total over two and a half was like plus two ten. Should have bet that instead. Instead, I laid one eighteen on the full game over. Got home, no doubt. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Have a good weekend, guys. Thanks, Matt, joining us. Thanks, Alex, for always being here, and thanks to you guys in the chat for hitting the thumbs up on the way out. Producer Dan." Take me into the weekend.
weekend for shows. And I do Sunday shows too. See? Grind never ends, people.